Craig. Oh, well, you think 59 is special. Oh, well, for fans of Owazoo. Okay, so you won by six touchdowns. That don't impress them much. <laughs> oh, 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 so you got the win, but it was FCS. Don't get me yeah. wrong, they still think you're all right. But that D keeps them up in the middle of the night. That didn't impress them much. All right, there you go. Oh, that's fantastic. That, that was, was a my, long one. That was that. That was the most writing I done did, ha, did except for the uh, Kyle Smith hiring podcast. That's yeah, the longest one I've written. Yeah, that's true. That's that's definitely the longest or, one we've had in some time. Parodied or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was shorter, but we got delayed starting, so I just kept adding to it. You know, <laughs> it's because I was, was I was working on my Monday column. I'm trying so hard to like knock those suckers out before like 11 38 p.m on monday night yeah you know where i can still say it's technically monday but not really you know so i got home from the seahawks and worked on it and then like we were gonna start recording at nine and i was like but i'm in the middle of this i've wrote a little yeah you can't you know, I'm like, Can't I got this thing in my head momentum, about yeah. writing about Brandon Arcanado. And I'm like, you know, I got this thing I'm trying to say and I just got to finish it, you know. So, you know how that goes. I do. Yeah. And I do know that this is podcast versus everyone. Oh, dude, you are getting so good at those like segues. Oh, thank you. Um, I've been listening to other podcasts. And by the way, I'm Craig Powers of com. And with me is Jeff Neusser, also Hello. of com. That's me. Jeff, how you doing? I'm good. Went to the Seahawks today. So uh, Seahawks won in, in one of the most uninteresting games I've seen in, in a while. Yeah, that was – that was uh, we, not, it's not a Seahawks podcast. We won't get into it. But that yeah, was, uh, it's a pretty typical painful Seahawks game. Especially so, the first game of the year. It seems they always do yeah. some shit like that. But. That's all right. They won. Winning's good, right? Like, right. you know, the Cougs are winning. That's good. Yeah. Winning, Winning's always good. Well, um, I know uh, you're feeling pretty sleepy, but are you having a beer? I'm drinking coffee, bro. Uh. <laughs> and I know you have, like, like, you can't drink coffee this late at night or you'd be up until tomorrow morning, but... If as long as I sip it, it just kind of gives me enough juice to like make it through here. Cause I mean, I'm not, I, I'm up. I mean, I don't know. Like, we're going to be up at least another couple of hours by the time we finish recording and I finish mixing it and uploading it and all that good stuff. Like, yeah, it's going to yeah. be damn near midnight. So, yeah. So that's really interesting podcast stuff. Um, yeah, don't tell my principal. Well, I'm drinking a beer. boy. And, uh, it is, as you know, I was at, uh, I was driving back from Oregon um, on Thursday, decided to stop in Portland for uh, dinner at Great Notion Brewing. Mm, um, love that place. Uh, so Great Notion is um, obviously a brewery in Portland. They have two locations. I went to their newer location. It's uh, a larger production facility. They, they have a 30 barrel system there now on Ooh. top of their on top of their original seven barrel nice so that's why they can do cans now it's because they can make enough beer that's to awesome. put cans because as you know the crowlers were pretty limited before when they had the yes. small system yes um but yeah so great notion has come up pretty fast uh they've made a real name for themselves uh they've they do hazy ipas really well 
Um, so uh, they do. Um, they they wanted to make New England style IPAs, and that's and they crush that. Uh, they make some really crazy, like over fruited, over like saturated with adjuncts beers that I used to like, and I've kind of grown less fond of them. Uh, one in particular, Blueberry Muffin. It's uh-huh. like a it's like a sour. It's like a Berliner Weiss, but it's like I don't know what the hell they put in it, but it smells it like blueberry. Tastes muffins like a blueberry muffin and smells and yeah, it tastes like a yogurt, blueberry muffin yogurt because it's tart. But yeah, but then and yeah. then and then they have their double stack, which is just a thousand pounds of maple syrup. Like when you open it, it just leaves your house smelling like maple syrup for like a week. Um, I I can't do those beers as much as I could anymore. They're a little over the top for me. Um, but I, but I, uh, I do still really like their hazy IPAs, especially their, they make a lot of weird fruited milkshake ones and I'm not into that, but just their kind of, I don't know if you can say classic, but the more to style, regular, regular old new England style, hazy IPAs, um, are very good. And wh- yep. I'm drinking one of those, one of their original ones. Um, it was originally called juice box, but a lot of breweries use that name for hazy IPAs. And I'm guessing mm-hmm. one of them, one of them came at, uh, came at or they might have gotten in trouble with um you know the ttb uh which monitors uh um labels and names of beers uh because juice box might uh, you know uh, if there's anything to do with <laughs> anything that make a, a kid think or they would think a kid wants a beer yeah. like that's you know so i'm guessing they told him no you can't call <laughs> yeah. so now it's there's like a can he's like juice box mm. what is this <laughs> Yeah, well, there's even on the label. It's funny. There's a there's this dude. They all have all these characters, but it's like this dude and a beard, and he's he's got like he's drinking out of a juice box. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, this is now it's called JB Double IPA. JB Double IPA. So they so that they, they um they they just changed the name a little yeah. bit, you know. But it's kind of a nod to what it used to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, uh it's it's pretty tasty. A double IPA, eight percent. Uh, it's really well done, really well to style. It's got a nice, like you open the can and it's super aromatic and pour it out. It's just like crushing your nose with, you know, pineapple and yep. mango and shit like that. And then you just sip it. It's really nice, you know, pleasant, not too bitter on the back end. Um, yeah, we were drinking some of the tailgate this weekend. I got a little more. Um, maybe if you see me soon enough, Jeff, I'll pass a can or two Ooh. on to you, but um but you know you gotta see me um well i do i have a shirt to give you i know man you've got beer for me and yeah yeah. maybe we should do a live podcast next week yeah we should probably do that we should there's no reason not to yeah it's a road game yeah exactly all All right right. so yeah um yeah, so this is really tasty. Yeah. Uh, Highly recommend. I've yeah, I've had it. It's awesome. Their spots are cool. I think if you're into like super oversaturated beers, like you'll like a lot of their other beers too. Well, a lot of people love those beers. I, I'm not. A- I would even go so far as to say like if you haven't had it, like it's worth like having. Trying, yeah. You know, like I mean, even if that's like not necessarily your thing like even just you know trying like a you know a five ounce pour or something just oh to... yeah and they do well that's I, me and my friends like that so i'm in i'm part of a facebook group called anything but great notion so because like we just make fun of the fact that they make these ridiculous beers right and uh but it's funny because i was in there so what, what happens is they do have five ounce pours at the tasting room and people just go in there and they get like 10 five ounce pour, right like and so they're trying 10 different beers because they yes. have like they have like 25 of their beers on tap. 
Yep. Like it's it's great. Like they have so many of their own beers just like sitting there on tap. And so you can try it like, you know, it's kind of the culture now is like the untapped culture. You want to get as many check-ins as possible. I'm saying that as someone who has like 5800, so I know I know <laughs> I know the irony there. But yeah. like but uh but but um that's kind of the thing is people I these so I was texting my buddy who is um it, it was in michigan like at this kind of really old school brewery called kunin that's not a hype brewery at all but just makes these like old school amazing beers that like you you kind of like e- either you were an old school beer nerd and knew about them back then or you've just been in the game so long that you eventually heard about it like and you're like and, and you've come around to like more older type old school type beers and then you then you learn about them so but but anyway so he's there and i'm at great notion this is like two ends of the spectrum here like and and uh so we're te- he's he's the one he's the guy that started the anything but great notion group so we're, yeah. i'm i'm like don't 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 he's like i'm like don't judge me i like the hazies still like and and i and i and i they had a pilsner on draft collaboration with modern times i had to try that and it was pretty damn good but um so but the the guys next to me were just doing they each had like seven five ounce pours yeah and, that's crazy and they pants. and i could and they were talking about how amazing they were like literally you could see maybe they had taken a sip from each one of them yeah. and so <laughs> me were and, they like were they like ironic hipsters from portland or were they oh, like oh, people totally. from no, out of town no 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 i'm pretty sure they're they, they were they kept comparing all the beers to like like oh grapefruit sculpin and mango i'm like oh okay God. that's that's the level they're coming in at is like ballast point grapefruit yeah. sculpin so so i get it yeah these beers are yeah um, fucking on another level compared yeah, to yeah. that like if that's yeah. the beer you're drinking go to great notion they'll have like a pint like okay so um they they make uh they make a beer with galaxy hops which typically have a galaxy sort of note or a pineapple note to them so they did that with pineapple in it so i ordered a 10 ounce pour of that after my pilsner and uh it's funny this is after me and my buddy were making fun of, oh they 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 get a lot of their good ratings because people are just drinking five ounces of the beer right and, and then drinking like four 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 to ten of those right and so i'm sitting there and i'm telling my buddy do this pineapple one is amazing like it's just it's not a milkshake ipa it's just pineapple juice added to the the um the beer and i was like this is perfect like with the galaxy and then by, it was a super fresh beer. They they had put it on draft, but they weren't releasing it in cans until Saturday. So it was com- very fresh. And what tends to be with these super dry hopped beers is that this, these how you get those big aromatics is you uh, double dry hop, triple dry hop, whatever, is you get this hop burn when they're super fresh. And so f- it's pretty funny. I was super into it. And then it was not kidding. Six down, I was on my sixth ounce of that beer. The hop burn was like making my tongue numb. Like it was, it was like, this is not fun anymore. Yeah. Like this is so over, over dry hopped that like it's burning my throat. And like, so, and he's like, huh. So we're like laughing. Cause I'm like, I have five, like if I would have stopped at five ounces, none of that would have happened. Right. So I'm a big proponent of drinking a full glass of a beer and yeah. not doing little tasters. Like, but the, they're fine in certain situations, but sometimes you really don't know much about a beer until you have a full amount yeah. of beer. Totally um, agree. But yeah, anyway, so that that was that was way longer beer section than I anticipated. That's all right. Great notion is. I mean, let's just great, keep. We can just keep great, talking. Great about notion. Beer. Great notion. It just kind of inspires a lot of debate because they're yeah. they're the 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 way they do things, uh, kind of splits people. And but they do they are very good brewers. The, yeah. the beers they make are executed really well. Um, so it, no matter if you think there's too much goddamn maple syrup in that I in that stout, like. 
it's still and you feel like you're getting diabetes just smelling it <laughs> but like it, it's still it's still like a, they're good brewers and they know what they're doing well, and i respect them and and, and even though i'm in the anything with great notion group i still yeah. i respect them and i dig their beer obviously i went and spent 20 dollars a four pack on this fucking beer and bought <laughs> three of them so obviously yeah. I, I i like what they're doing so it's so. I, I mean i it, to me it's like college football right like it's okay to have fun yeah. You know, it's okay exactly. to like it's beer. Like, I mean, let's not let's not take this like you know, so you know, super seriously. It's like, you know, the the blueberry muffin tastes like blueberry muffin. It's like cool that it tastes like a blueberry muffin, well, right? And it, like it, yeah, and it smells like a baked like yeah, fresh. It's the weirdest thing. It, it is it's bizarre and it's like you drink it and it's like this is kind of cool. Now, would I want to drink pint after pint after pint of it? Well, that's no. what you you said. I told <laughs> right? you what they had available, and they had cans of blueberry muffin and and juice box, and 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 you go, oh, do you want to split uh, a mixed four pack? And I'm like, I'm not yeah. touching that blueberry muffin yeah. anymore. I'm it's like, just you not know, into it anymore because you. That's were like, the kind of beer. The most would... you could do is two. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like, that's the kind of beer I would put in my fridge, and somebody comes over, and I'm like, check this out, and I split a pint with them. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's fun, and you know, same thing with the. Um, you know, with the what the double stack, right? That's what it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And plus, you know, that it's beer's like ten percent. So yeah, and it's you like you don't want to drink a pint of that. <laughs> no, and so and and you wouldn't like you would just be you, like, you oh my god, diabetes. so much syrup. Like, you would have be, diabetes by the. End. It'd be like taking you know maple syrup and just like pouring it into your mouth, which would like everybody likes maple syrup. I'm, a, I'm but amazed, that would be gross. Right? I'm amazed that that beer is not like a hundred dollars. Like how much <laughs> maple syrup they put into it. Maple syrup is expensive. Yes, it and, is. And, and actually you can put a lot in a beer and not have it any impact because it gets fermented. Like, right. but I think they put so much in there that it doesn't get, um, it, the, the yeast doesn't eat it. So it's basically, yeah. it's just a residual sugar at that point. And, yeah. and so you're tasting it all, but I'm definitely a huge proponent of what you said, which is to, you know, get like get a full size beer and like have it. Um, when I went to Bend, and I know we're like way like talking about beer probably too much, but y'all skip it anyway. anyway and we'll put yeah, a timestamp. Yeah, so we know people fine. skip it, so whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, the the first time I went to Bend, and you know, you're sort of we were there for a couple of days, and and you're sort of like, oh my god, there's so many breweries, and you're just like running around, and and I was you know like, oh, how many different breweries can I go to? How many different beers can I have? And when I was done, I was sort of like. Like it just, I don't know. Like I had, I had tried so much different stuff, but you know, it, none of it was like all that satisfying, you know, cause yeah. I didn't really ever. And so I, I, I don't know if like I'm explaining it very well, but like, you I, know, I when get you, what you're saying yeah. when, when you're getting flight after flight, after flight, after flight. Yeah. And it's nothing like, nothing stands out. Like yeah. Nothing stands out. Nothing really, you know, whatever the, the pa- best thing. Palate I, fatigue is a real thing. Like yeah. The best thing I did was at the end of the night, we got to the end of the night, I went to crux and I was like, you know what? No more flights. I'm just going to like have a beer. And then all of a sudden I was like, I should have been doing this like the whole time, yeah, <laughs> you know? You get, like, and, and I get it. You get this desire to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm only coming to this brewery like FOMO. once a year. It's FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could miss like the amazing beer. Right. You no, know, actually like, I, I, I honestly think you're going to have a f- more fun time having two pints. Yeah. 100%. Instead of like 10 tasters. Yep. Like, I decided that night, no more flights. And I haven't had one since like, this was like two years ago. I was just like, no more flights. Like I'm going to like, get a good beer and, and enjoy, you know, te- sometimes I'll get a 10 ounce pour, 
Yeah, like, 10 ounce, I, think, I think 10 ounce bars are great. 10 yeah, ounce is great if yeah. you're at a tap room because it's yeah. enough to really like allow the flavor of the beer to develop. I agree, yeah. But, you know, then you can have, you know, maybe three or four of them instead, instead of one of, or two, instead one of one or half, two or pints, yeah. right? Yeah, because so. my dad and I, for example, on Friday night, we're at uh, this new tap room in Yakima that's near his house. And they had a, but they, I wanted to try this these beers from Varietal, which I'll probably feature at some point. They're a beer, for, brew, a really good brewery from Sunnyside. But they had four different varietal beers on tap, and I wanted to try like m- multiple of them. But they did ten ounce pours, and I was like, "That's perfect." And plus, I had to drive, so I was like, "I wanted to get full pints of them, but I had to drive." And we were there for a couple hours, so I was like, "I'll just get ten ounce pours." So I had like three ten ounce pours, you know, whatever. Walked back, waited, you know, for a bit, and then drove home. But like, it, but it was or drove back to where I was staying. But it was just, uh, yeah, it's ten ounce pours are great. Um, yeah, so I don't. Yeah, it's. I, I think. Yeah, I we. I had another point, but I, oh, I have one more before we move on. You can just put a timestamp in. All the people are skipping this anyway, Jeff. I have one more. <laughs> I have one more story about double stack and blueberry muffin. Okay. So I think I've told you this before, but uh, if you go to, uh, if you go to um, Great Notion. They'll make, if they have blueberry muffin and double stack on draft, which I typically do now because they make enough beer, um, they'll make something for you called blueberry pancakes. Mm. Well, they'll mix the two beers. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember what the exact uh, ratio, but they have a ratio for it. So one of the times I was down there, or one time, I, I, I think you got me like a crawler of blueberry muffin. Yep. And then someone else had gotten me a crawler of double stack. And, and, uh, so what I did, it was, I'm my, pretty sure I got you both. Y- you of got those. me both. Nice. Pretty sure. Okay. Well, yeah. well done. So you, uh, you came to my birth, that big birthday blowout share I had. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. So, yep. Down Olympia. so after when only the degenerates were left, um, we were still drinking at like, you know, whatever in the morning. And, and I had those two crawlers. I'm like, we, Oh, I wanted to do blueberry pancakes. We got to do that. So we um, cracked open both crawlers. So half a, <laughs> half a gallon of beer at like two o'clock in the morning, like of the richest beer. Right. Like, like, and so we start, I pour it out, you know, I got it all set out for everyone. We're all like a few sips in. We're like, I can't drink anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that you know? is not, that is not a beer to end the night with. No, <laughs> that's not one when your tummy's already full. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, so, so I mixed, uh. the, I mixed the blueberry pancakes for everyone. It was tasty. So my drunk ass like puts the cups cause I'm like, I don't want to waste this. So we put <laughs> the, the glasses. I put the glasses back in the refrigerator. <laughs> So earlier for the party, my sister and I made a batch of my mom's potato salad, which we both love. It's like our each of our own favorite food is my mom's potato salad. And we, in the morning the next day, we were like hung over. And we're like, oh, potato salad. Well, the potato salad had plastic wrap over it, so it wasn't fully exposed. But we started eating it, and we're like, this tastes like the blueberry pancakes beer. <laughs> So that I'm sure your whole refrigerator the smelled whole like it. Fr- and other things tasted like the blueberry pancakes beer within there. That just it sitting in there had uh, had seeped into the potato salad. The entire batch of potato salad tasted like that beer. It was crazy. It didn't get dumped in. It was from it just sitting. That's what, that's fantastic. So those beers are so over the top. Like that's yeah. what they do. Like if you leave an like a can or a crowler of double stack, like an empty one out in your house yeah you you, you, it will smell like fresh 
pancakes with maple syrup on them for That's a hilarious. week. Like so if you want that smell, go to Great Notion, get when they're selling the cans, get a can, just crack it open in your house. And it smells like delicious, but then you also want to eat pancakes all the time. So it's not, yeah, it's, it's making that's me sad. true. All right. So we are, that is the longest, beer <laughs> that is the longest beer done. segment we've had. But you know what? Let's, 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 uh, should we take a break? Uh, yeah. Get, now's a good time then, to take a break. Let's take a break and then we'll get into football. And we're back. All right. 20 minutes in and let's get to some football. <laughs> let's talk football. <laughs> <laughs> hey All craig right. we're are you sufficiently entertained are you entertained dude you know i want to drop 70 yeah i know i was i was clamoring for it, but i you knew like you knew by the second quarter that was not happening yeah there just wasn't i, I mean w- when they ripped off those three touchdowns in the third quarter it was kind of like eh, maybe maybe but they didn't score yeah, and you need what you really need. You need the other team to have short possessions. Well, I mean, you, you probably need like it you helps need if you get turnovers with short fields, which we did get a couple of times, but kind of wasted them. Yeah, and you need like uh, you know defensive touchdowns, at least one. Yeah, I think like we need that. we needed a special team slash defensive yeah. touchdown in there. Obviously, we were eleven points short, so but yeah, so and you need a game that's or or you need a game that's like sort of reasonably contested. You know, once you're up by six touchdowns, it's kind of, yeah, you know, whatever. But it was, I would say it was like reasonably contested because, like, it, like, because actually Gordon didn't come out until the fourth quarter. So, but anyway, so overall, uh, let's, let's start overall impressions. Yeah. What, what do you think? Uh, we kind of give those right there, but, but, uh, over, your overall impressions, we can talk about what kind of the, we were feeling from the general public here, but like, what is your overall impression? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fine, you know, like, and I, and I know that's sort of like kind of funny to say about a six touchdown win and, you know, where your quarterback throws for 460 yards on 39 attempts, like, <laughs> like your offense averages 10 point whatever yeah, yards per play. You know, I mean, I mean, we're really talking about back to back the two best performances of Mike Leach's tenure at Washington state. Um, and I know there's like this, tendency to discount it because of who the opponents are and and i get that and everything else but i mean like to do that twice um is is sort of bonkers and and i you know i almost don't care who the opponent is like it's um that is so just like ruthlessly effective and and that's by the way that includes uh, you know, basically two two plus quarters of backup quarterbacks and third string linemen and that kind of stuff. Um, so that now, I mean, obviously the the big focus uh coming out of it, or the big talking point coming out of it is what's wrong with the defense, and you know, I get a little bit of that. Um, you know, but I I think it's I think it's a lot of what we talked about last week, which is, um, you know, you've got. You've got team. You've got a defense that looks pretty vanilla. Um, they're moving guys around a ton. I mean, one thing I noticed was Daniel Isom actually played three different positions on Saturday. I did actually uh, didn't notice that. Yeah, he started at safety. Uh, he played some corner. And I did he notice also, he was in. I noticed he was in some weird spots. Making yeah, and he also or... played nickel at one point too. So, oh, yeah. 
Um, I don't know what the reason was for that. I don't know if maybe he's now the backup at nickel if something happens to Skylar Thomas and they wanted to get him reps or whatever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what Clay's was doing there. Or and, and I know Tyrese Ross uh, had a seemingly a really nice game uh, when he went to strong safety and then Isom went elsewhere. So I don't know. Maybe they're still sort of experimenting with what their best. Uh, you know their best five guys there in the secondary are if we if we count the nickel as a as a secondary player. Um, I, I did want to so I yeah. want to kind of ask you. So um, actually, Brian Anderson and I talked about this vanilla thing after the uh, after the game, and like w- what like what about what they're doing makes you think that they're being vanilla? Like it seems like they were stemming, they were they were stunting, they were they were throwing blitzes in there. Like I don't like I I, I don't know why. Like do we like what about what clays is doing makes you think that he's they're being vanilla yeah it's i mean it seemed to me that they didn't really throw that stuff in very much until like the third quarter and i'm and that could be wrong too but that's that was the impression i had watching it um without really you know paying super close attention to exactly what was happening right um and it seemed that way in the first game too so you know a lot of uh pretty you know, standard, you know, standard fronts, not a lot of blitzing. Um, and then they kind of turned it up there in the third quarter and, you know, put the game away. Um, which like I said, you know, without, I'm not charting it. So it's just sort of like, seems like an impression. Maybe there was more of it going on than I noticed, but, um, that's certainly how it seemed. And, you know, I don't know. That's that's sort of what it looked like to me. I right. you know again I don't I don't know for sure if that's true, and I'm sure Pro Football Focus could tell me, but yeah. you know whatever. I can tell you how many. Uh... They can tell me exactly how many missed tackles in space forced by moves that are out of this world by someone's mother who makes a fine cup of tea. That's right. On Sundays only. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I. Uh, um, I, I, I didn't feel great. And I haven't, I, 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 we knew that the defense was a question mark and, and I, and I don't think these first two games have put that to rest at all. No. Like there's, no. I mean, they, they gave up, I mean, five yards of play is not good, but five yards of play to these guys is too much. And, and, sure. uh, uh, they were gashing that kind of that ISO run up the middle. They, they mm-hmm. were, so I, I actually, uh, Lamont McDougall played a lot more. Yeah, he did. He was he was the second uh, yeah. nose tackle in. Yeah, and uh, they actually uh, when I was uh, in my car after the game, uh, me and my dad were getting some Arby's. We had to go check into a hotel. Um, uh, yeah, they had the meats. Visiting the hat. Um, dad got a brisket sandwich from there, by the way, and it was not not that bad. Like I was really? like, oh my God. yeah, I was like, this is not that bad. I'm like, surprised. I I was really like, where, where are they surprised? Like. They, it's obviously was smoked somewhere else and then frozen and then sent to them. But I don't know. It wasn't that but bad. But still. Yeah. I was like, I was reasonably impressed. Okay. But anyways, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, Lamont McDougall had said, they were interviewing after the game, and he said that they were doing stuff that they did not see on tape from the week before. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that ISO run was definitely something yeah. that they didn't do because that was what they were getting gashed by right. over and over and over again. Right. Like and that like, little dude, that little dude had some wiggle too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, I think we should probably recognize that as well. But I, but I do. There's there's an element of like, 
I don't think that the defensive line was dominating the way that we would hope. Um, I, I don't, I, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I, it didn't feel like they were getting a ton of push, um, on run plays on pass plays. I think they were fine. There wasn't a whole lot of pass plays. Uh, they, right. Northern Colorado ran the ball a lot, a lot more than they usually do. And that's pro that, you know, talking about the surprise element, there's probably some of that too. Well, it's funny yeah, they probably they, expected them to pass a little more. Their, their quarterback is their most talented offensive player. Like by far, like he, he even has like some draft interest like so it's not like so i was expecting them to at least you know keep it even like they normally do but uh, yeah they definitely i don't i haven't looked at the p- totals but they, they've definitely ran way more than they oh yeah threw. it was uh 16 total passes and oh, yeah. 54 total rushes yeah, there you go yeah. now some of that was sacks there were six sacks in there yeah so yeah when, when it was a when it was a pass play like they were getting pushed like crazy good push but but the run plays they were I think they were using what we do against us really well I think they they game planned really well against us like they knew exactly so I don't know like I'm pretty sure that other teams are gonna look at that tape like because if if their like shitty offensive line could gash us for runs like that because um, what they they ended up they they ended up with a pretty good yards per carry too no it was pretty low it was uh let me look hold on. Well, uh, it was four. Whatever. It was four. I mean, that's pretty on the nose. good. Like, I and mean, actually, there was. By the way, there was only one sack too. I was. I was just looking at the six well, the, quarterback yeah, I, rushes. Okay, and yeah. I, I was. I was just. I was. I was rolling with that. But I'm like, I remember one. It was. Uh, yeah. Is uh, Ron Stone and, and but who was uh, kicked out by yeah. a target call? Uh, Let's just whatever. Like so, we can we'll, come back to that. We'll later. come back to that. Um, uh, what do you think? So defensive line. Mm, room for yeah, I mean. It seemed like, uh, you know, again, a lot of kind of the same stuff from the first week, over-pursuit, getting yourself out of position. Um, Those are fixable things, though. That's a nice... I think they are. I really do. Like, I think these are things that... I'm just not willing to push the panic button yet. Yeah, I'm not willing to push the panic button. I'm still definitely, like, so... uh, And I'll say, like, when I was talking to BA after the game, like, Last year we were roughly average defense, fifty uh, ninth in, in Bill C's uh, ratings, and I think you know roughly slightly above average average defense. Uh-huh. I could definitely see us falling to the slightly below average. Yeah, side, like definitely like and and that's of course like going to happen. When you lose, you I mean we lose Taylor Comfort. Like I don't none of the nose tackles we have playing right now are playing as well as Taylor Comfort right. played last year. That's one hundred percent true. And then you lose Peyton Pallor in the middle. Yep. Um, and you lose Jalen Thompson on the back end. Yep. And none uh, of their replacements are as good. And, as And we are. and we had Sean Harper for the first four or five games last year. Right. He, he was our best cornerback. Right. Don't have him right now. Um. So th- there's some key pieces that are out. We knew this. We still were just kind of hoping maybe they they've they seem to just pull things together ever since uh you know the last few years they just pulled together and because last year you know herc leaves and you just think it's going to fall apart and then taylor comfort steps in and you're like all right we're all right yeah um they definitely took a they probably weren't as good as they were the year before with herc but they still were good um this year i just it feels like they're going to like the they're gonna there could be some major struggles yeah but could be but the and and I think the secondary is still just a complete like uh, work in progress. 
Yeah. And that's a little scary. We'll talk about that with Houston on Friday, but or on yeah. Thursday. But that that's that that's a little scary. But 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 yeah, so but overall, um the defense is I think what people has people worried. The offense was ridiculously efficient, ridiculously yep. good. Again, um it's when when you you've punted three times in two games and you're like super mad about every one of those punts. Yeah. Like you know things are going pretty well. I like, think people are like I, I mean, I, as as my, I know, people are like worried about the defense, and and that was the thing we were worried about going into the year. And like, I think there's what like four, they have not scored on four possessions in two yeah, games. Yeah, but it's like, can we just like like take a timeout for a second? Be like, uh... the off like the offense <laughs> could have taken a huge step back. Like, the, could we yeah, I mean, the things the offense is doing right now are otherworldly, and I know that again we want to be like. Yeah, but look at who they're playing. Yeah, but they're doing more than what they should be doing. We, yeah. Like pa- past really good offenses led by Gardner Minshew, led by Luke Falk, led by yeah. Tyler Holiday have not shred shitty teams like this. No, like, I mean, let's just look at what happened last year with San Jose State. You know, yeah, I exactly. mean, that was that was a terrible team on the order of what New Mexico State is. Yeah. And what? <laughs> you know, it's like uh didn't do that well, to look, at, look at portland state in 2015 you know, look at uh, absolutely like you know it, it, it you know is it like montana state in 2017 like yeah. the, they didn't come out and light like those are not good teams they didn't come out and light them right. up i mean um, they did they have done exactly what you would be like best case scenario they are averaging 9.6 yards a play i mean that's like i for people who don't look at stats all the time, like you and I do, like it's hard to communicate how good that is for an air raid. Like that's sort of the knock on the air raid is like, you know, it's not real explosive. At least at WSU, it hasn't been super explosive. Um, it's been efficient. It really hasn't been since the very early years when teams yeah. had no idea how to defend it. Right. You know, and and obviously other strains and variants of the air raid have been super explosive you know uh you know what holgerson does or right. what uh kingsbury was doing at texas tech with uh with patrick mahomes you know that sort of deal um you know obviously there are you know and then lincoln riley you know had right. one of the most explosive offenses ever last year yeah. right so okay fine but it's like you know for us like it has not been an explosive offense um it's been very efficient it's been very successful in terms of like success rate you know meeting benchmarks to stay ahead of the chains um what they're doing right now is like i mean we you know we we've seen it we saw it a couple times like with connor halliday we saw a couple of times with luke falk um these kinds of things pretty early in falk's anthony anthony gordon through two games is averaging 11.9 yards in attempt. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. So I, you know, I know that people sort of derisively are like, Oh, going to have to win games, you know, 60 to 56. And I'm like, I, I mean, maybe, bring it on I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> like, can we, can we just talk for a sec about how you're saying we might score 60 points a game? Like, can we just, can we just wrap our arms around that one for a second and just sort of like, like sort of appreciate that for what it is like instead of just like uh assuming it as oh well you know it's like that would be hella fun like come on let's go well let's let's talk about this a little bit um i kind of alluded to it with my song in the in the start but um there's like a especially of fans that kind of are more like i think more of the like the in tune fans like 
uh, like um, the listeners of our podcast, um, they they there there was like a uh, I think a general sense of like disappointment after this game, um, and I, I will give a one shout out to uh, um, you know and and I know he's listening so hi Lars. <laughs> um jeff you know lars i do um, know so lars. so he uh he posited uh that part of it was people like you and i who just were all in, all in on this game like drop you know yeah they're northern Colorado's awful i think you predicted 70 to zero i predicted 73 to three whatever um we so we didn't we kind of we we were looking at you know and even Bill Connolly's stuff predicted some like what it was like sixty point difference it was like sixty four to four yeah like so <laughs> it, so we like we, we weren't alone in that like it, it just it looked like a game but you know like Northern Colorado wasn't gonna be like yeah we suck just let them destroy right. so they they changed shit up and they did yeah and but but here's the thing like what why do people end up like, why do we as fans want to look for the negative in a six touchdown win? It's so weird. Like, okay, so I had the experience on Saturday of, um, I, so we went hiking Saturday morning up in Mount Rainier and, uh, we're planning on being home in time to watch the game. But of course we got out the door late early. The hike took a little longer than expected. We stopped and got ice cream, you know, whatever. Right. So I got home. 245 so i'd already missed the first 45 minutes so i spent you know the next you know hour or hour and a half catching up right um you know fast forwarding through commercials whatever and so when you do that you're just you know you're sort of like uh, you, you know you're you're almost more focused on when do i fast forward so you don't have this you know and, and you skip over timeouts when right. they're you know the the announcers might be talking which you know thank god i didn't have to listen to those two clowns anymore than i had to but it's like who was it by the way oh god i don't know the guy the 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 play-by-play guy the analyst was uh jeremy bloom who's the mm, former yeah. colorado receiver yep. slash skier um olympic skier right but anyway just it, it, whatever um, they, they kept mispronouncing names and, uh, so I'm, so I'm fast forwarding. Right. And, and again, you miss, uh, you end up kind of skipping past some of the banter, you know, well, like when, uh, when the, you know, when the, the targeting review was going on, I was fast forwarding through that and I'm like, shit, this thing's not over yet. Like, you know, I'm like, again, we could talk about that, but it's like, um, you know, so you miss a lot of the, the sort of narrative building that goes on during the game not just from the announcers, but also like, you know, uh, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but you know, we have a Slack channel for all the Coug Center writers and that's where we do, you know, m- the vast majority of our chatting, right. With each other. And it's one of the cool things about being a writer at Coug Center is, you know, all these guys who write, we also all just sit around and bullshit about football or life or whatever. And so during a game, everybody's popping in and saying how they're feeling and thinking. And so I'm off of Slack because I'm, watching the game right so i miss all that narrative building that goes on with the announcers with our writers with twitter right i'm not on twitter while i'm catching up and so then i catch up and then i flip over to slack and then i'm like catching up on the messages you know i'm like reading them as i'm going and i'm like 
holy hell, this is really negative. What the heck? You know, I'm just like, wait, we're up by like six touchdowns. Like, what are we? I mean, yeah, it was a little like dodgy the first half, but I mean, come on. Like, it wasn't well, yeah. ever really in doubt. And then, well, you, you know, it's... It, dodgy the first half. So if you think about it, if you flip the halves around, then that narrative building is completely different. Totally. It was 30, 100%. It was 35 to 7 in the second half. It was 24 yep. to 10 in the first half. Yep. If it's 35 to 7 at halftime like it was against New Mexico State. Right. We've already we're already yeah, we're we're And we're satisfied. We're crushing this game. This this thing's over. Let's let's drink. Let's let's go let's go to our tailgates. Let's do whatever. Right. Oh, and then and then it's later. Oh, we won 59-17. Great. That's awesome. Whatever. But right. when it's 24-10 at half, that feels like a game, you know, that like, right. I mean, it didn't feel like a game because you're like, there's right. no way they're going to come back from two touchdowns. Like they just don't because they're like, Correct. Do, they're doing all they can to like score, you know, it's like, but it's just like, and, and you know that we're not going to stop scoring. So it's like, you know, that like we're fine at two touchdowns, whatever. But in the game, like, you know, that you're definitely like, you feel like the every time. And, and part of it is the expectation that is built. Like when you come to games like this and not go to them or watch them on TV or whatever, like, because you know, the team's going to win. You, you always want this like kind of um, extraordinary experience. Like you're always hoping to get like this extraordinary experience. Sure. Cause it, it, you can go to a baseball game and you're like, whatever, maybe something cool happened. Maybe not, whatever. There's a million of these things, but football, there's only 12 or 13. Yep or 14 yep. a year. And so you're just like, you're just hoping that like every game you like cherish and you hope is amazing. So this, when you're coming in, it's like the only way it's going to be extraordinary is if we lose or if we just blow the doors off them, like 97 Louisiana, whatever style, like, like it's it just like, like to where like people still talk about that game because right. it was so bad. And I right. think people are hoping for something like that. Like, oh, yeah, we could have just did like, do you remember? But now, like, people probably never talk about this game again. Like, there was no, a, there was nothing in particularly interesting about it. Like, no. it was just your, your straight up FBS team beating the shit out of an FCS team. Um, FCS team trying their damnedest to like do something, keeping it relatively close for you know it, it relatively close being a two touchdown spread at halftime right right um like rel like closer than you would think and i think because we came out on fire last week too i think that kind of we were kind of expecting that to happen again because yeah. last week you know like the 35 to 7 at halftime the narrative was set we're crushing we're beating the shit out of this team the only thing that would have changed it is if new mexico state and score came out and scored like two touchdowns in a row to like cut it to two, like cut it to scores or whatever, but that didn't happen. But you're sitting there all halftime. It's 24, 10. You're staring at the score. Like I want, I wanted to be at 42 or something at this point. Right. You know? Right. I'm, like I wanted them to be, I, I, I don't think they should score on us at all, you know, whatever. Right. And so, so you, you've built that narrative by halftime and then you're looking for reasons to add on to that in the second half. So when they, they didn't score until late in the fourth again, like, but they, they got, they busted off that big run. Right. And, and it's like, Oh, here we go again. They're doing it again. And like, yeah, so they're, have, there's their guys are better than our backups. Yeah. And exactly, it's, yeah. 
you know. So so it's so you you add to it, and I was totally like I was not feeling that great after the game, and I was like, why the hell do why am I like pissy about this? Like I don't like I was trying to like I was talking to my dad, and was like. I'm gonna try. I gotta. I gotta try to not be mad about this fucking fifty-nine to seventeen. Yeah. Like, why am I mad about this? Like, we won by six touchdowns. Yeah. Like we. Like and I was like, me and my dad were both at the Portland State loss and the Eastern loss. I'm like, what? What? Like, I don't. <laughs> like, why are? Why are? Why don't? I, my dad didn't care. My dad's having a great time. Like he's right. like, Whatever. He was just mad about the refs mostly, but you know. <laughs> about that bullshit targeting but, but, call but, but my dad's always that's that that's his thing like through and he's I, i've showed him how to download this so I'm, he's gonna be top but like when my yeah. sister was playing basketball growing up like he's always been on the refs my dad is that's big funny. he's not on the refs guy <laughs> like he's got his eye on them i'm um, watching you ref but yeah so i will say so um oh here you know we'll get, like uh any more thoughts on that kind yeah, of yeah uh, i mean that? i guess i'll just say like i think that some of it also is when when you know that the outcome is not in doubt then you're sort of looking for everything else yeah and it, so you know you're 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 not thinking of this game in terms of the result you're thinking of this game in terms of well what does it mean for the future right and you know, we've sort of been uh, conditioned to think that, hey, you know, like past performance is somewhat indicative of, of future performance, right? Um, but, you know, I mean, it, you sort of alluded to it with the fact that there's only so many games. Right. And, you know, one of the things with football is that every, you know, this is one of the things I wrote in my Monday column, which has not published yet, but probably will be published by the time a lot of people listen to this. You know, I was like, look, every game is its own little snowflake and it's 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 got its own little quirks and You're a you know, things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, reading too much into what's there. Right. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I just think you it's hard not to, though, because the it, it is hard. once a week. No and doubt. Then you and then what happens for that week? Well, like, all and you that's have to think about it. You know, right. That's the and that's the magic of football. You know, it's why football is such a popular sport is because it, it lends itself to that, right? You Everything is you know, important. Right. Everything's important. Every game matters. And then you have all week to to like to to obsess over the game, right? And I you know, I always try to remind myself um of Tony Bennett's second team. Um the first team so I know this that kind of maybe seems a little off the tracks, but I think, you know, I can bring it back around. You know, the the first team came so out of nowhere. And we were just all on this ride, like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing ever, right? And it was. And but then you have the next season, virtually everybody's back, right? So there's this expectation that they're gonna be better. And you know, as they're going through, say, the non-conference season, that ultimately those games don't really mean a whole lot in because they're probably gonna win them all. Or, or almost all of them, right? Right, And the only thing that's really there, especially looking at the Pac-10 at the time, you knew that, you know, the Pac-10 was bonkers good with, you know, Stanford and UCLA. Um, UCLA Arizona. And like, yeah, you just knew that those teams were really, 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 really good. Oregon, Arizona State. Yeah, right? and so the only thought was, you know, hey, are they, are they going to be ready for that? Right. Are they going to be ready for that? And I just remember going through that non-conference season and thinking like just kind of over and over, 
like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And I remember uh, there was one game against Boise State that was at Boise State. It wasn't on TV. And, um, you know, it was just like closer than it should have been and like all this stuff. And, oh, my God, what does it mean? And and then like and, and every game was like, what does it mean? And then when they when they played UCLA and and, um, you know, does this mean that they can't compete at the highest level? And it because UCLA sort of athletically bullied them. And and I just remember like getting to the end of the season and thinking like, man, I didn't even actually really enjoy this, at least not the way I felt like I should have where it was like, holy shit, this team is amazing and they're winning a whole bunch. And like, like, just like, like, like enjoy that, you right. know, along the way. And, um, you know, so I try really hard not to get too caught up in, you know, the details when they do win, you know, it was like last year with Cal or whatever. It's like, okay, so Cal bullshit happens and you've got John Wilner out here going, Oh, they should have lost. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. They didn't lose. And they won and I was there and it was fun as hell. So screw you. And it's, you know what I mean? It's like, just, just like enjoy the ride, enjoy this golden era, enjoy the fact that the team was not totally sharp and still won by 42 points and just, you know, like don't like leave the worrying about the development to the coaches who are paid handsomely to fix that stuff. And we know that they're good at it. So I'm just going to be like, you know what? Two wins in the bag, not really sharp, but you know, kind of walkovers. And it's so cool that we're in a spot where we just can show up and annihilate a couple of really bad teams. Right. I mean, is that going to work against Houston? Probably not. I, Look, I'm not like a lot of people. I don't think Houston's actually that good. So I'm not, I'm not as worried about Houston as a lot of people. I mean, maybe that's famous last words, but that is how I feel. But it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to obsess over what Derek King might do. I'm just, you know, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking cool, man. Like, like we show up and Anthony Gordon throws for 10, 11 freaking yards per attempt or whatever. It's just like this shit just blows my mind and I'm trying to give it the proper appreciation. Good. Good. Yeah. I think, um, that's, yeah, you and I have talked about that a lot. I, I think that one, one final thing on this, I, I think that we as kook fans, uh, have a certain insecurity and we're always waiting for the other shoe to yes, drop. That's absolutely true. It's, it's, it makes it hard to enjoy the good times because, we find ourselves to have this tendency to just be like, it's all coming crashing down tomorrow. Like it's, yep. it's all cause it, it's done. It's happened before and it's going right. to happen again. It's all like Mike Lee or Mike, Mike price is going to leave for yeah. wherever Mike Leach is going to leave for wherever Tony Ben's going to leave for wherever, like it, it, like nothing lasts yeah. and it's all going to come to the end. And, and Derek so, King's a running quarterback and you know what those guys do to us. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, let, let's enjoy it. Um, the, as I've gotten farther away from the game, I'm. it, it took me about, like, I don't know. I, I was probably about two hours after the game. There, there's definitely some things. Like, if you are looking at it and saying, if you're analyzing it and saying, yeah, that the, the defense is probably what we were worried about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, it's probably not as good. As, yeah, it's not there. Yeah, it's not as good as last year. And and but we knew that when Jalen Thompson left, we knew that was not like that was going right. to happen. Like right. uh, like uh that's why we made fun of that ESPN writer for leaving the, you know, 
Jalen Thompson left, but they still could be better. And it's like, no, like, no probably not. Probably not. Um, but yeah, so we're, that's where we're at. But the offense is, we thought the offenses would be good, but the offense is already like, has already performed even better than I imagined. So, right. Like, so there's a balance there. So let's just enjoy it. Cause actually scoring touchdowns is way more fun than shutouts. So yeah. Put them points. I, on the board. I can confirm. Yeah. Scoring yeah, touchdowns is most fun. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, I guess we can get it. Like, it actually fired up the crowd quite a bit, that uh, that targeting call, uh, because uh, the fumble came right after it. That's, like, the most fired yeah. up the crowd was in the second half. Yeah. Because um, the students that had already – call was super bullshit. The, the student had already left. Yeah, so – that just that that one last line about leading with your head within whatever it's like intent forcible intent or I don't yeah but here like they whatever, showed the man. replay over and over again in the stadium and it looked like he was yeah he he's leading with his head but he also he was going for the middle yeah he's trying so not to hit the other guy in the head so naturally like how can you. <laughs> Is he supposed to like squat down and like 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 kind of yeah. kind of like frog walk like to if like, he dives at his knees that's also a penalty by yeah the way. so he's hitting him exactly where he's supposed to in the chest and so just by nature of how human bodies work by doing that he's going to lower his head here's but here's he also gonna, was here's leading where we're with his shoulder up. he had his yeah. shoulder out his shoulder was the first thing to hit. Yeah, like, I so can tell you exactly where we're going to end up with this someday. And I don't know when and I don't know how, but and I and I'm not sure why coaches aren't teaching it yet, but um when you tackle a court, well like okay, well you see it in the NFL. Oh, by the way, right? John Wilner said it was letter of the law, he needed to be whatever. He, whatever. <laughs> you I'm know. I'm pretty sure he's on the payroll. At this yeah, pretty sure. Um, he just, whatever reason to hate, I'm just Wazoo. kidding. No, you're not John. I, I no. know you're not, but whatever reason joke, to hate but... Wazoo, that's what he's going to find. So, okay. So even in the NFL, they, they put this new rule in last year that you can't, if you, uh, tackle a quarterback or sack a quarterback or hit a quarterback, you can't land on top of them. Right. Because right. you might crush them and separate their shoulder or whatever. Okay. So you had all these like defensive linemen doing all this crazy shit oh, yeah. to make wild. sure they didn't land on anybody. Yeah, right. Like they wild. would, they would hit the guy and then they would like, be like roll. on their way to the ground. And then they would like roll off as they were heading toward the ground or they would jump like at the last second to like launch themselves off of the quarterback after really hitting the quarterback. Things, right. It, yeah. it was sort of like hilarious and absurd all at the same time. I, you know, I think if you're, if I'm a coach in college right now, um, I, I'm just, I'm just teaching my guys. You can't blow up a quarterback. Like you just have to not blow up quarterbacks. Um, yeah. un unless, unless you're just willing to say, you know, unless you're willing to accept that you're probably going to get a guy tossed. Well, and, and well, the thing is like, uh, Stone hit him roughly the exact same way, f sacking him earlier. Right. And, but he was facing away from him. But so it's it such looked, a fine line, right? Like, because he was facing away from him. Right. That the basically the the quarterback's head didn't dip down into his, so it didn't look as bad. Yeah. Like, and so it was just it. Yeah. It because he it was kind of weird. It it looked exactly the same. He had the same. He got the same rush. Like. Like what? What's he supposed to do? Like no yeah. one picked him up. He's well, running. He's fast, dude. Also, fuck, he's fast. Like yeah. by the way, that was awesome. oh yeah. Like no, he's he's in <laughs> he's in crap. my Monday column. Oh yeah, like that was impressive. And also, yeah. I just want to point out because I I I I, I, I 
shared this information with someone in the stands who so he is not suspended for the first half of the next game. Yeah, I was he, unclear about so, that. So so he if he accumulates three over the yeah, course of the season, he's suspended for a game. Right. So that's, that's the what new I rule. I thought they did away with the other thing yeah. and then did this thing. See, I didn't so I so I was I I thought they weren't kicking people out right away though. So I thought they're they, still doing that. They're still doing that. They are so, still but doing you're that. not suspended for the next half. You have to accumulate three to be suspended and then for you're a suspended game. Suspended for a game. Yeah. yeah, it's. I I think they're gonna have to come up with a technique though for guys when you've got a shot like that how do you do it and and i suspect because here's the thing like if he so first of all okay so you asked what's he supposed to do all right i i maintain that what he did was an effort to avoid going helmet to helmet it looked like it that that's what he was trying to do is he was trying to avoid going helmet to helmet okay so he lowers his head well now he looks like he's using the crown of his helmet as a weapon right okay so now what he has to do is when he lowers his head to try to not hit the guy helmet to helmet, he now needs to get his head off to the side far enough that he doesn't spear the guy, but also not too far that he actually ends up you know, getting out of position and, and more or less running past the guy, right? right? Or hitting him with a glancing blow with his shoulder or whatever. And it's like, I, you know... It, it, it moves so fast. I don't think there's any way to do this. I'm guessing they're going to have to come up with some kind of technique where as you're rushing the guy, you almost sort of wrap your arms around his waist and then do kind of like a freestyle wrestling takedown. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, can you visualize what I'm, what I'm saying? Yeah, but like, you can't slam him. And you can't slam him. I mean, not, not slamming him because you don't want to slam him. <laughs> yeah. So you have but to at take least him if you did, it, wouldn't, down be, to the it ground. wouldn't be targeting. But, but you know what I mean? Like, I think... I, I think, you know, they're almost going to have to but come up with something to, to like that. To balance it, the refs need to call the end of gra- like, which we saw um, yes. in 2015 uh, against Oregon on that final drive. Like, Luke Falk got called for being in the grasp, even though, like almost immediately. Um, right. And he threw the ball away. But you don't see it, but it was so, like, controversial because that's so rarely called and so that like the the basically the refs need to balance it by being like okay he's got his hands on him it's it's, right. it's done because like otherwise because you're taking away like the ability for because people freak out when because we'll have these free runners at the quarterback and they'll kind of slow up a little bit and then the quarterback will avoid them and be right. able to run or throw the ball right it's well it's it's a product of like because they they know that pretty much there's there like it, it's it's like there's you know a 50 50 chance that if you hit that quarterback you're gonna do something wrong right at this point like it really is like 50 50 yeah like and and so you kind of have to slow down because you just gotta you have to because these if you're a full blast running it's gonna look violent and so they're gonna look for a penalty like right. that's and so because that's what happened by the way that's exactly like, it they the ref were, didn't even throw a flag so yeah and by the way it was <laughs> so know? so late the only reason that it got reviewed was because, because they false start. started on the exactly. next so that gave them an extra like 20 seconds to look at it it was the stupid it was the, yeah in in the stadium it was like what the fuck is going and, on and then you're like, looking at what, it for 10 minutes and it's like and what, luckily they started they started showing the 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 hit 
that's the only because we were like what is like what yeah. is going on and then they start showing the hit on the board and we're like oh he's fine they're not going to call yeah. that targeting if you have to squint that hard to find it you shouldn't be finding it i mean i have i have i mean we all they have are gonna find it like, we, we all know have at this point they are we all have guessing's hit on Minshew last year burned right. in our skulls right like so like i i see that that literal helmet to helmet launch like clear as day right in front of a ref and i'm like yep. that's not targeting this isn't this is definitely not targeting like he right. hit him like his head is off to the side like he's hitting him on the shoulder he hit him in his chest You're like this is a rule now like yeah like you i mean i didn't didn't so, see all the rule stuff that was i mean I, i've looked at the rule i didn't see everything that was supposed to be there like i just i don't know it's it's it, it's like any other replay i mean you know my stance on replay i think replay is like the worst thing to happen to sports and sports history pretty well much. and the target the targeting replays are super long because 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 the player is getting tossed like they right so it's frame by frame frame by and... you can see anything you want frame by frame absolutely you know whatever it is that you want to see you can see it and then the other thing is that we know we know we know for a fact that the referees are asked to err on the side of player safety so that's why you're going to get more of these and there and it was funny too cuz this new rule like i i saw the big 10 head of officials uh, in a story that I read was like, this should result in a reducing of targeting penalties by one third. And I'm like, yeah, right, right. No, it's never going to happen because all of these guys are graded on throwing flags. They're graded on throwing flags. Like if you don't throw the flag and it was whatever, they're going to be it's, like, it's like, we're going to mark you down because you didn't throw the like, flag. It's like hitting the quota for traffic tickets. At, Ex at it's exactly police, like, like we know there's people station. speeding out yeah. there. You better be finding them. You know, it's, it's, it's so like it's, it's busted. And, and you, you know, you, you go to a replay and you take 10 minutes frame by frame by frame by frame. It, yeah, you know, if your incentive is to call the targeting penalty and you go frame by frame by frame by frame, you're going to find it like some way, one way or another, you're going to find it. And the longer that thing drug on, the more you knew it was going to go bad for the kooks. Yeah. Like it just like when it's going that long and they're like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they're going to go. Well, if we don't know, we're going to call it. And that's it particularly in a game like that, that's out of control and whatever, like, you know, I mean, all of those things, they're human. All of those things enter into their brains and the incentive is there for them to eject someone, not the other way around. And the replay system just makes that more likely, not less likely, like it was sort of, you know, thought to be this year with, oh, we've tweaked it so that whatever, you know, it's, no, no, replay just makes it more likely you're going to make something happen. And and I and I know that you probably are particularly um, raw on this because you sat at a Seahawks game where they had a fuck ton of replay reviews. Uh -huh. It took forever. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so great. Man, we were on the first drive, and the, the new coach of the Cincinnati Bengals decided he just had to challenge a 10-yard completion on first down at midfield on the first damn drive of the game. God. And then Pete goes and ch Pete goes and challenges a defensive pass interference. I'm like, I I got on Slack and I'm like, have they overturned any defensive pass interference calls during to. preseason? Yeah. No. Well, of course they're not going to. Like, what's the guy going to do? He's going to get on there and look at the replay and go, yeah, this official that I work with, he yeah, he blew that call. I'm going to overturn it. Like, no, come on, referees. Like, they're like police, man. They stick together. 
It's like they are not going to screw each other at all, ever. All right. Before we uh, spend another three hours on band ah. replay, ah. hashtag band replay. Band replay. Um, uh, let's uh, let's take a break, but we have some fun stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we, got, we have. I don't know if y'all were up at 1.30 a.m., but we're going to on Saturday morning or Sunday morning, but we're going to need to talk about that. But let's go for a break first. And we're back. Oh man, Jeff. <laughs> so I, I think I think we're gonna do a weekly kind of breakdown of what happened in the Pac twelve, but oh, 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 oh my goodness. <laughs> so first I'm gonna start our 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 our, our friend our friend Brian Floyd uh, yeah. was tweeting about the game today and and which, by the way, I did not stay up to watch. Did you? Um, I'll get into that in a second. Okay. All right. Um, so he said, uh, he tweeted, I'm, I'm still mad about this one, showing a screenshot of 6059. Never play Cal, just don't do it to avoid all costs. And he said, I can't even make fun of Washington losing because I know the pain of Cal Week all too well. I'm sorry, Brian. I sorry, can Brian. definitely make fun of yep. Washington losing. Yep, definitely. I have no problem with that whatsoever. So yeah, so did did I stay up? Absolutely, I did. So oh, um, so I'm so uh, glad you did. So uh, we were at uh, uh, BA's tailgate, and then it was kind of fading. And so my dad and I left, but we were feeling pretty good. We we're staying downtown at a hotel. I was like, Dad, you wanna you wanna just go to my office and you know stay up until the UW game ends? Like at that point, I think UW was up. Like it was halftime, and it looked like they were gonna win. You know, like whatever. Um, so we, we did the long one, you know, like 25, 30 minute walk to my office from the ta- tailgate. And, um, I think we stopped up, uh, at my, uh, hotel briefly to, uh, you know, like go to the bathroom or whatever, like, and, um, drop off some stuff. And then we get, we get to my office, you know, order the chicken strips, which is, you know, I love the chicken strips at my office with some ranch. And that's like my only, the only time I'll eat a bunch of ranches, like with chicken strips and when I'm drunk. Um, yeah. but then I'm all about it, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so we get there and we get there like in cows up 17, 16 and we're like, uh-huh. what the fuck? Yeah. What happened in this game? So I literally actually have not watched your highlights. I have no idea how it went from like 14 to three or whatever to 17, 16. Yeah. So we watch, so there's, yeah, I was kind of surprised. It was fairly dead for like a Saturday night and a football weekend. Like there was, there was maybe like 15 people in in the bar and my office is fairly pretty big pretty good sized room yeah like, so it felt pretty yeah. empty um so dad and i we're drinking some breakside pilsner good stuff man um i i've ruined my dad by the way i wanted to just order some fucking coors light for like 14 bucks a pitcher but we had to get the 22 dollar pitcher breakside pilsner because i have turned my dad into a goddamn beer snob um, <laughs> i'm like dad like the breakside pilsner is good but we're already drunk and yeah. he's like no i don't want to drink that i'm like i will not touch that i'm like you, what what did i do i created a, you monster. Created a monster um but but anyway so uh so we're, we 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 popped out there's a group of uh coog fans they're obviously like invested we're invested yeah we're watching it oh that would have see that would have been so and that fun. that last cal drive was just like it was because chef's Pete was like that, like Cal just gashed them to get down to the goal line. Cal does something so like weird. They, they centered the ball and then ran another play, which then took the, took it off center. 
<laughs> and by the way, they scored a touchdown on that play for sure. I don't know how that didn't get called a touchdown. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen the highlights, but I, I have not. Was this so was this like the touchdown the, that Gerard Wicks should have scored against them back in? But it was more it was more obvious than that. Like it was he was laying across the goal line. Like it was it was football in hand half the body across the goal line as well. Like, but, but it was just kind of an odd angle. And so when they did the replay, they just didn't have a look. And so he was on like the one inch line. So, but then Pete was just doing an awful job calling timeouts, like just letting, like he tried to ice the kicker by waiting longer to call the timeout, which then, but he was, it's a 17 yard field goal. And right. yes, these are missed by college kickers. But at the same time, I think at that point, you just got to assume he's going to make it and you should be conserving as much time for your offense. And save your time. So he basically, that's like 10 yeah. seconds run off the clock. And so by the time they kick the field goal, there's like 12 seconds left or something. Right. And so, oh man, makes that field goal. We're all celebrating, high-fiving. Well, first, when we thought it was a touchdown, big celebration, high-fives everywhere. Because it would, it would have been with about like 25 seconds left. But then we then that got called back, and then you know they kicked a field goal. Then uh, then they lose. Uh, my office plays a WC fight song. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was so proud. Like so, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have actually so I have like I have a video, but I, you just need to hear I like this the monster I've created in my father. Um, uh, what what he so what he he was just saying like. He was just yelling Huskies lose, but here's here's a little audio clip of of my dad after after. What's that, Dad? Go Huskies! Oh shit! Sorry, oh, my cut off. battery battery cut off. We'll do it again. Shit, that was annoying. I got low power, twenty <laughs> percent. Stay one hundred, people. Stay one hundred. What's that, Dad? Go Huskies lose! <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like that was I love it. That was that was a beautiful. That was a fun time. But like yeah. so, you know, and like we're petty. We we always Absolutely for the we're petty. I embrace the pettiness. Like absolutely. I don't care. I don't even care if it means Cal might actually be pretty good. I don't care. I yeah, like if we care. if we lose at Cal, who cares? We always lose at like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like losing at Cal is always on the board. Like so I want everyone else to lose to Cal, especially you dub. Like especially you dub. And yeah. that was just glorious. Like it was glorious. Like it was so funny. Like yeah. and oh my God. And and then you know, I'll let you talk about it, but why was the game on at one thirty in the morning? Yeah. Well, Sarah and I had um gone so we I you know, I watched the watched the Cougs, wrote my recap, watched the first half of the Sounders. And then we were like, yeah, yeah, well, that's that's a different thing, but whatever. Uh, and we had we had gone hiking yesterday morning. On the way back, we went out to Mount Rainier. On the way back, uh, we left the kids with Sarah's parents out in Eatonville, and came home. And so I watched the Cougs, and then we we decided, hey, let's let's go get some dinner. So we're driving down the road. Well, as we're driving down the road, this is when the lightning starts, and it was like, I mean, down down, and I live down south, right? You know, like you do. Um, and, and it was pretty, like, pretty bonkers, like, really, like, clear lightning strikes pretty close to where we were. And then we get into the restaurant, and I'm I'm watching the, you know, the Huskies are on TV. 
and you know they get whatever five minutes into the game and i see everybody leaving the field and i'm like oh they must have gotten the lightning up there and so you know watching them leave the field well by the time i you know i got home uh it was you know 9 30 or whatever i'm watching usc dismantle stanford and i flip it over to the husky game and realize they still haven't started yet and i'm like okay well finally like at whatever 10 15 they say okay we'll be starting back up at 10 30 and i'm like wait what they're actually gonna do this yeah, it's like Which the I, first quarter at that point yeah it, like like literally five minutes into the game yeah um and, and i mean and i guess they had no choice right i mean you know there's there, there's just no way i'm to, sure they looked at the schedule yeah i mean i'm sure there was and, no way to make yeah. up the game they would have had to do it today that was good that would have been its own little cluster and so um so they you know decided to press ahead which i i think was was a really terribly stupid decision but whatever that's that's what they they really should have done, you know pushed it into today I mean, I, I don't know what uh, sort of rejiggering that would have taken for a lot of stuff, but you know, when uh, when when we're constantly told that the welfare of student athletes is the number one priority, I would guess that playing a football game well into the next day is really not what's best for student athletes. So, probably what would have been best is you know just giving them a night of sleep and playing it the next day. But you know, that's not how but, these but, things work. But but uh, do you think we should let you blame the? Oh yeah. Yeah. Blame loss. away. Blame the lightning. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not allowed to blame the snow, but they can blame the lightning. That'd be, that was funny. But, but I will say this. So, so an odd funny thing was uh, yesterday on the hike, we actually came across a brown bear on the hike. Now, not, not totally near us, like about a hundred yards away. He was, so the hike we went on, there were tons, like, like tons and tons of wild mountain blueberries. Um, and so we come around this corner and there's a brown bear like peeling off, you know, just sitting there chomping away on all these blueberries about 100 yards away. So I guess that was a good omen for the old uh, California golden bears. And, you know, it was a good day for bears all around. That bear got a little fatter eating some blueberries and these bears, you know, pulled their cow bullshit on the huskies and, and everybody wins. Right. Right. I, I, I should, uh, on the topic of the Bears, you know, since that was the team we played. That is um, true. I, I did want to bring – I think we, we can put the Husky we, – we, we made fun of them enough. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, y'all lost. Uh, that was we'll, we'll talk We'll talk about the rest of the scores in a second here. But So, Weldworks uh, Brewing in Greeley, Colorado, where uh, northern Colorado is located, um, read my oh, yeah. preview and saw We talked about this on Friday, them. too, on yeah, the Friday podcast. They uh, – they, uh, um, basically um, put a wager down and uh, of some of their beers uh, with me and uh, they radio silence from them so far. So <laughs> I don't know if they're going to deliver, but we'll see. Man. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, Poor so the, the, the rest of the pack 12, we got, uh, we got a, a, another loss in Hawaii <laughs> Yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, I mean, that's Oregon State. Yeah, so whatever. yeah, whatever. Uh, but I mean, what about like the big t- one? Oregon is, State totally blew that too, though. Yeah, but, uh, the big uh, ones: uh, USC and Stanford. Uh, that was USC. That was surprising. Like they have a clue on offense now. Yeah, that was figure. that was that was a surprise. Yeah, that was. I, it, it was surprising in the sense that again, like you know, that they look like they have a clue on offense. Well, it, I just not, thought I just thought that Stanford would bullshit their way into something there, but they just looked. They just, especially second half, just... Yeah, and by the end of the season, I'm sure they'll have their nine wins or whatever, and we'll all just go, like, 
boy, that's how did Stanford end up with nine but, wins? But USC like, for all that, you know, everyone was talking about how they were looking at one in five. Yeah. Now they're two and zero, oh and yeah, you know what? Maybe they're maybe they're a legit contender now. Well, and particularly with uh, you know backup quarterback, you know yeah. they yeah they looked uh, they looked pretty explosive, and like I said, they looked like they actually had a clue on offense. So kudos to Graham Harrell, um, the guy who is my early favorite when Mike Leach ever leaves us to yeah. come up here. But that's another conversation for another day. The other and uh, yeah, the other ones worth mentioning: Colorado. Um, yeah not thankfully knocking nebraska out of the top yeah. 25 which they never belonged in in the first place um yeah but yeah uh colorado but that's uh, but that's the good thing right i mean if yeah. we're like nebraska never belonged there okay fine except like they were there and so now the pac-12 has a win over a ranked opponent yeah. even if nebraska i mean, ends I, I, mean up, I guess nebraska ends up five and seven or whatever. yeah i mean if nebraska wins three games obviously that doesn't really help a whole lot but i mean if nebraska ends up like you said five six wins whatever like it's still going to be thought of as Colorado beat a ranked team from another conference. And it was a great, I mean, it, obviously and that, if, that let's say a, Nebraska pulls off a, you know, an upset over, I mean, they probably can't beat Oklahoma, but, or sorry, in the big 10, I mean, um, you know, maybe they beat Ohio state or something or, or Michigan. And you, you know what I mean? Like some kind of, you know, you start getting these transitive things. And even though like you and I intellectually know the transitive stuff is bullshit, right. the voters don't. No, we're we're I only mean, one, John Wilner's John Wilner is like uh, the most transitive. Our, our, our defense ever. is better than Alabama's. Right. Cause we held, we held the Mexico, Mexico state to seven to points. One touchdown. A- Alabama, Alabama gave up 10 gave points. Up 10. Yep. That's how this thing works. And we're right? only one point worse than Alabama on a neutral yeah. field. Yeah. So take that. We want Bama. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, like these voters, a lot of these voters, they do look like transitive things. This team beat this team, beat this team. And so, you know, it must mean whatever, and which is stupid and irrational. And it, it's, it's a really silly way to go about it. But, you know, because our little pea-sized brains can't really make sense of all this weirdness in any other way. That's what people do, and so if Nebraska goes out and beats somebody, that's a you know it's a feather in the conference's cap. Yeah. So that's a good thing. And and it's, it's a good thing. I think it's really cool they played that series. I hope they keep doing it. That is that yeah. That, that, that's a great Hell college yeah. football rivalry. I know that. Yeah. I have a I have a good buddy who's a Colorado alum. He was super stoked there playing. He went out to he went out actually to the game in uh, Lincoln last year. And but yeah. like, uh, but yeah. So that's really cool. They're playing it, and uh, it's cool that Colorado came out on top in both games. Um, so good for them. Yeah. Um, San Diego state beat UCLA. UCLA looks like they're bad. Oh my God. <laughs> um, like we might be, I mean, we might be cakewalking to four and Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, you're, we'll you're talk about Houston. I know people Houston are worried about but, Houston, but, uh, but I'm like, but Utah, but still Utah did their, their thing against Northern Illinois. I mean, it was just kind of a, you know, it had a slow start, but they, but kind of, whatever they beat the shit out of them eventually. Yeah. And then, well, and then, you and, know, again, when we talk about the transitive stuff, yeah. we'll look at what BYU did this weekend. Oh yeah, man. Right. Oh, we were watching that one at the tailgate again with our ironic sec chant. That was just give us those, keep giving us those moments, please. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's great. Like it's, it's great. Like Tennessee two games at home to start the year, Georgia state and BYU. BYU is not like, it's a respect like it's like yeah you lost BYU it's not crazy the Georgia State loss it was on top of them losing on top of Georgia State loss but right. yeah but yeah BYU going to an SEC school in front of a hundred thousand people and and winning um, after getting spanked by Utah a week before 
Yep. You know, if you want to get transitive about it, that looks good. But I mean, obviously, yep. you know, uh, we're it, we're fine to like we're happy to see all SEC teams lose. But it, like you said last week, it really only matters what the top three teams do. But um, yeah, other games, Oregon was clearly pissed off. <laughs> yeah, PJ called that one in his gambling column. Yeah. He was like a team that's probably feeling a little too good about itself versus a team that's super pissed off. And uh, 77 yeah. to six drop 77. Yeah. See, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon is a good drop 70 candidate because they play so fast. Like that's, yeah. they're going to create, yep. they always have a couple more possessions than we would. Yep. So, um, but yeah. And so they don't, I mean, I think they did probably score every time they had the ball, but they don't, I don't think they did actually not in the first quarter, but after that, they just laid yeah. it on. Um, but and, it, and I think they wanted to continue to just, I, I think they wanted to score on every single position. Yeah. It's like all the way until the end of the it's, game. It's like when UW played Oregon, uh, like, uh, when they ended the streak right, right, a few right. years to end the back, streak, and <laughs> they, they were just, just like, no, we want to score every possession. Yeah. We don't care how yeah. bad of a beat down this is. And then we got, yeah, I mean, all in all good weekend for the pac 12. And well, we do, I, I we mean, did have Arizona, Northern Arizona, total basketball score. <laughs> 65 yeah. to 41. God, Arizona. Arizona's Why defense, can't we play man. Arizona this year? I know, again. right? Although Arizona State whopping 19 to 7 over Sac State. So, <sighs> so yeah, when you're thinking yeah. about, oh, we only beat them 59 to 17. That's exactly right. Northern Arizona scored 41 on Arizona. Sacramento yeah. State held Arizona State to 19 points. So, exactly. It, it could be. We've lost to FCS teams before. Yes. Let's not complain about this. Yes. Like it's, it's, it's fucking great. Like, all right. Yes. So yeah, Pac-12 all around, pretty good, pretty good week. Um, especially there was uh, there was one. Well, I mean, it, well, in t- actually, in terms of college football playoff, I that's, uh, I, I think WSU is now the. the, yes. the, the, the we the, are the great hope. It's well, it's Oregon and WSU. Like Oregon, if they won out. And, and USC. And, and, I mean, let's well, be actually, real. Let's see. Yeah, obviously, USC is probably going to be ranked. Or were, were they? They ranked? are. They are. Yeah. They are. They jumped in. That's right. Yeah. I I, yeah. I hadn't looked at it yet. I knew that we yeah. were twenty, and that was it. But yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah so if USC is looks, any, uh, they they deserve to as well, actually. Yeah, they deserve. Fresno to be State's ranked. a solid team. They went and beat beat the hell out of a ranked team in Stanford yeah. as well. So, um, yeah. totally deserve it. We could go into that, but I don't think we have time. But um, no. Uh, but yeah. So all in all, solid week. Um people will look at UW losing and, and seeing that as like a black mark. But honestly, but you, I, I think we, you, you saw you, UW get a lot of these like picks to win like 11 games just because it's like, when you look at the schedule, you're like, yeah, they're, they're not going to lose that game. They're not going to lose that game. But right. we've talked about probabilities in the past. They're not as strong as they were in 2016. Right. The even, probabilities, yeah. if you're just going binary, you're going win, 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 win. But, but the probabilities, you know, like when in a come in, so they, they they'll they're they're gonna lose again. Like they'll probably lose. Like, you know, they have they have a tough schedule. I mean, not as like not, they don't have the gauntlet that we do as much because we kind of flip our home roads. But um, they they do they still like the Pac-12 North is tough. Uh, they still have to play Oregon. They still have to play. I mean, they have to play us, but that whatever. They still have to play Stanford. <laughs> you know, I, they yeah. they have USC this year. So yeah, um, yeah. So they they there's there's more losses in there, but the Cal one was definitely a surprise. You know, I I thought I thought that Cal would cover, but I the the win was a surprise for yeah. sure because Cal's yeah. offense showed a little more than they did against 
uh, UC Davis for sure. But yeah, but yeah. So all in all, a pretty solid weekend. We 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 get as as uh, Seahawk fans, we got the perfect football weekend yeah. um, with, with the WSU win, UW loss, and, uh, and Seahawks win. win. So yeah. yeah. So man, um, let's uh, let's uh, take a break, and then I we we got some we got some QBs to talk about. I think. And, right. and, and then, and then we, we don't have much time, but I think we'll take, well, or do you, should we just do that and then do break? Let, let's just power through it. Let's power through it. Let's okay. just power through. So we're not going to make you take another break. Just roll with us. Um, yep. so Gardner Minshew, man. Yeah. Holy crap. I mean, we, <laughs> How we about that. We knew when he got that backup job, he was going to play at some point. Cause Nick yeah. Foles was definitely getting injured, but man, yeah. it, it took uh, not even, that a didn't take very long, not even a quarter. <laughs> but holy crap he got in and he kicked ass dude yeah like he was uh 200 yards 200, couple touchdowns 275 yards on 25 passes yeah like that's insane and totally awesome i haven't seen all his highlights they had a little highlight package of just his throws he made some really nice deep throws too it wasn't just like and and his his first touchdown pass was very kind of classic what we expect yep. of him he, he rolled left Yep. Drew across his body, you know, avoided some pressure and found an open guy. Very, you know, WSU fans know know that play well from him. So uh, it it was it's it's just awesome, man. Like and I mean, like Foles is going to be out at least a you know a couple months with that injury. So yeah, you know, uh, no, he's he's uh, he's really going to get a that's chance. That's a long one. He's going to get a collarbone. Yep, he's going to get a chance to show what he can do, and potentially, honestly, just off of these stretch of games build a long career for himself yep i mean that's it's uh, you know if he was on a team that um you know was maybe trying to go somewhere I, I think they'd maybe try to look to sign a veteran guy to jump in there for a few games right um but he's on a team that's going nowhere but also <laughs> right? he, you know and I, it, it helps that he played so well yeah you and know so he's you know they gave him a ton of run during the preseason which I, you know, I'm sure helped today. Like, and he didn't even show anything close to this in the preseason. So no, and he was constantly running for his life in yeah. the preseason yeah. too. Yeah. So that I'm sure that was part of it. Um, seemed like he got a little more time today. Um, and Kansas City's defense not that good. No, I mean they're they're right. pretty so so, but right. but, you know, but I mean I I I mean I think Kansas City's probably roughly a league average defense, right? You know, ish. So they, I mean, they got Frank Clark now, so, you know, whatever. But it was awesome. And it was just awesome. Yeah. Like, like, it's super cool. Like, I didn't get to really watch any of it because, uh, you know, because I was at the Seahawks and. Oh, um, me neither. Yeah. I was yeah, driving. Yeah, they didn't show much of the game on red zone because it was out of hand, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the things I did see looked great. Um, you know, I mean, it's so awesome for him. It's, it's Well, if you think about it, I think he, he might, like, he's got, like, how many like you know it's probably it's obviously the first wsu quarterback to play in his first game as a rookie since ryan leaf yeah and yeah. and not many before that yeah drew bledsoe drew bledsoe i don't know about uh rosenbaugh ripping or any of those guys or, yeah any of those guys but, but yeah but, but i would imagine rosenbaugh but, it, but it's did. been a while yeah you know we've had yeah, some we, we've had some quarterback since then you know touch on with nfl teams here and there but he won that backup job solidly and 
we kind of knew that he he would at least get some run at some point. Yeah. And and it's really cool to see him just take it and run with it. And you know, uh, it's it's kind of crazy. He is playing at Houston on Sunday. I know. Two days after, if anybody wants to like stick around or anything, yeah. you know, that's going. I know there's, there's a, a lot of Kook fans that are flying out on Sunday that we're wishing that they were flying out on yeah, Monday. I don't know if they're change that flight. I know, right? <laughs> can't be, can't cost that much to change the flight. Come on, yeah, yeah. It's, it really is. It's an amazing story, and and I saw that you know I I didn't really think of it this way, but somebody tweeted that he was the first quarterback from the class of 2019 to play. Hell so yeah. Even though Kyler Murray started a game in the afternoon, but well, and yeah, Kyler Murray threw fifty-four passes. Was twenty, and Kyler Murray had three hundred eight yards. It took fifty-four passes to get right. three hundred eight yards. Yeah, it took him a little while to get going. Yeah. Second half was better than the first, but yeah, it's with Minshew. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, he led a bunch of scoring drives. There were some field goals and stuff, some holding yeah. penalties, but he led a bunch of scoring drives. He was, I mean, God, twenty-two to twenty-five. Man, that's impressive. I mean, he came in. I mean, the middle they were, of the first quarter. They were. Shh. Yeah, I mean, they may have already been down by ten or fourteen points. Yeah, when they, he came they in. were. They were down a bit when he came. So in. I, I think he more or less played him to a stalemate. Yeah. You know, and you know there may have been a little bit of Kansas City kind of letting them have what they can have, and you know whatever, knowing that they were gonna just keep scoring because yeah. they scored <laughs> whatever forty six points or whatever, yeah. but. Um, yeah, super cool for him, and it's going to be really neat for him to to go a week, you know, prepping as the as the number one guy, and um, you know, we'll definitely get a good chance to see what he can do. And there's, I'm, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but the dude is like, I mean, you know, I wrote, you know, a year ago that oh, you know, Minshew's a pretty limited guy, and he's gonna, you know, probably not going to be a world beater, but he's at least going to make the air raid fun again. And then of course he goes out and destroys the world, so. <laughs> And so, he's you know, still I wouldn't put doing anything that. past him at this point. I know I wouldn't put anything past him at this point. Would you? No, no. I, I mean, it, it's cool to see him basically do in the NFL what he was doing last year. Yeah. Um, and actually doing even better. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy cool. And yeah. I know that once uh, you know he goes through a couple games, I'm sure defenses will start to yeah, figure out. It's not all going to be like. Does, it's but, not all going to be like this. But, but man, he's going to get a chance to show out. I mean, what else can you ask for? Yeah, first impressions are a big deal. Yeah, you know, you'll always have that. I mean, yeah. dudes. I mean, <laughs> Matt Flynn walked off. You know, walked out of the NFL with whatever twenty million dollars worth of contracts based off of one game when you know Aaron Rodgers was injured I mean right. it's you know when you're a quarterback if you can show him something at some point you know I mean it there's a non-zero chance that he just secured his place in the NFL for the next 10 years with today yep like I, I, that's not being like over dramatic yeah Matt like, Castle hung around forever you show a thing and all of a sudden you, you can hang out for a long time yeah and so yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Ryan Holinsky real quick. Yeah, man. So How about that? S- similar situation. Yeah. Uh, quarterback goes down, and he gets his first start. And, yeah, like, you know, they, they didn't they didn't need him to be good. And he didn't, like, but he, he was pretty damn good. He, he, uh, yeah. he was efficient, and uh, um, they ran a lot. They ran the ball a lot. They scored, se- yeah. they scored 72 points. That was mostly via the ground, but he still – you know, um, I mean, it's a true freshman starting his first game, and yep. I think he was he was pretty like uh, twenty nine of 
24 30 24 24 30 for 282 uh, so that's pretty damn good i know yep. that i know the the competition isn't great but again he's a true yep. freshman quarterback starting his yep. first game yep. so um yeah really cool i'm um, really cool for that family yep um yeah obviously they're living down there now so they they go to see it so it's it's yep. good for them to have some you know yep. it's great for them to have that that moment and um man yeah yeah just that he played well and and they i think scored the most points in the history of the like school or something so something like that so yeah pretty soft landing which was awesome for him charleston southern yeah (laughs) right i mean yeah you need that you know next that's a that's a good place to start since they got alabama this weekend but um, yeah it'll be it'll be you know reality this yeah but i like uh watch I, I haven't got a chance to watch the game yet i've got it saved on the dvr um and i know that mark and kim were interviewed uh during the broadcast oh, so okay. you know they they talked a little bit and i um yeah it's i know it was highly emotional for them i'm sure um you know when ryan threw his first touchdown you know three fingers in the air oh that the was sky, oh man I, I, I yeah i was you know starting to get a little emotional watching it and i'm you know, sort of like, you know, however many degrees removed from yeah. the actual situation. So, um, yeah, very happy for him. Uh, you know, really happy for, uh, for the family. Um, you know, it's as usual, it's always worth remembering. It doesn't like make everything better, but, yeah. um, it, in fact, it really doesn't make it any better, but it also, um, you know, moments of joy are nice in the middle right. of, um, in the middle of all that despair that, you know, it kind of never really goes away. So, uh, very cool for Ryan. Very, very cool for South Carolina. They've, um, you know, I know that their fan base has really rallied around the Holinskis. They really you have. Know, I mean, you know, the cynical person would be like, well, it's because he's a four star recruit and they haven't gotten one of those at quarterback in quite a while. And, you know, blah, blah. I mean, okay, fine. But, um, you know, they were thrilled that, you know, Ryan chose them as they should be. Um, but they have, you know, rallied around them and, uh, and really supported them as, as best they know how. And so, you know, cool for them that, um, everybody got to feel really good for a day. So, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, I hope he, uh, I hope he emerges, uh, upright <laughs> after playing Alabama, um, be very kind of curious to see how that goes. But, um, you know, I, I, unless, unless things go really, really badly, I think probably he's the new guy. And I, 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 you probably won't see Bentley again. Would be my guess. Yeah, because so. it was really his his performance. You know, you it seemed like he was Ryan was pushing him already. Yeah, so. there's there's a thought out there that the foot's not really as big of a problem as yeah. maybe it's being made out to be. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but um, you know, I I think they maybe needed a reason to make the move and. Um, you know, maybe Muschamp was like, Hey, why don't, why don't, you know, why don't you just get that foot healthy, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what Ryan can do over here. And, you know, and maybe, maybe it doesn't go well and maybe they go back. But, um, if it, if it's not a total train wreck, I'd, I'd be surprised if Ryan doesn't, doesn't stick. So, right. Yeah. Cool. Very cool though. It, it was, it was cool to see. I was, I was very happy for that. And, and I know that it's super emotional for them and, um, Hopefully he does really, really well against Alabama and the, the legend of Ryan Holinsky is, is born. Great, man. Well, yeah. uh, on that note. Um, yeah, you think we're long enough? I think we're long enough. I, what, we wanted to stay efficient, uh, but we weren't. 
We were um, not. We 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 were going a full like, we we were we were bleeding the play clock every time, going four yard three yards in a cloud of dust, like it. But uh, but yeah. So uh, go ahead uh, if you're listening to this right now and you have not done so, hit subscribe. Um, go ahead and rate us five stars and leave a comment. That helps too. People like the comments. I like to read the comments when you rate us. Um, it's pretty fun. Uh, there's some pretty funny ones on there. Um, and I, I, uh, I, 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 and I know some of these people know, like are my friends. And so they're, they're pretty funny as well. But, uh, but I, you know, if you, um, if you just want to leave a funny review, um, we, we love seeing those. Uh, yep. It's, 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 it just makes it more, it makes more fun and more people like, uh, the, the reviews look good. And then when people, um, when people comment, they actually, it helps the algorithm as well, as well. We've yep. gotten, uh, quite a few ratings so far. So we appreciate that. Um, one Very of my, much. one of my favorite ones is I come for the off key singing, but stay for the in-depth parenting analysis. Besides them not giving <laughs> hard seltzer it's due, never will. They, they, nope. s- they seem to have interesting stuff to listen to. Uh, but one of my favorite ones is meh, two stars. Uh, don't be like this guy. Don't be like Gokooks2525. Yeah. Um, the other one was by B.A. Logan, by the way. Um, don't be like <laughs> don't be like Gokooks2525. Meh, I would love to hear less about whatever craft beer you're drinking and more about the Kooks. Uh, Gokooks2525, we tell you when the craft beer talk ends yeah. you know you can just fast <laughs> just forward just look at the it. show notes buddy yeah just look at the show notes cuz we know the we can see what people listen to we know people skip it that's fine we do that for us like so just skip past the beer other yeah, like, like the, the first beer. 20 minutes or whatever is beer and the last hour is Cougs. So yeah. we've even cut out all the other crap. Like, come on, yeah. it's football season. We're just talking about we, the Cougs. I mean, we haven't even like called the president a racist lately. Yeah, come on. Like, this is a we, we, we're not even talking politics anymore. Yeah, we, we looked at the listener analytics and, and we, you know, we adjusted, you know, that's right. Also, there's a lot of stuff to talk about now. But um, yeah, that's mostly. Um, but yeah, so uh <laughs> I think we've drugged this thing on long enough. I think so too. But uh, we'll be back later this week with a preview of Houston and go Cougs. Go Cougs, Craig.